Well, fuck me running. Welcome back to Carry the Banner. Sorry for the delay. Sorry for making you wait so long. I suppose life uh, has just intervened yet again. Consider it the unannounced version of the mid-season break like those popular AMC shows have, or like Last Man on Earth has. It's a great show. This episode is a special one for me. I hope it's a special one to you. It is featuring my dear friend, Mr. Joey Cape, from so many bands. You already know them all. This is two buddies spinning a friggin' yarn. So buckle in, buckle up. We chat about one-week records. Chat a lot about mortality, uh, Nicorette, songwriting, medical tourism, our silly theories on how the brain works and how to stimulate your mind, how we like drinking in quiet bars, stuff like that, normal stuff, super normal stuff. Joey Cape is like an older brother to me. I've learned a lot from him. He has done a lot for me. I love this man, and I know you love him too, and I hope you enjoy yourself listening to us talk about all these silly things. The music in this episode is a little different this time around only because all of the music in this episode is by Joey Cape. We got some Lagwagon, we got some Bad Astronaut, and we have some Joey Cape acoustic stuff from the most recent Scorpios album. So, without further ado, here we fucking go. Dig in, everybody. Down. We're done. Hell yeah. Mm. Oh, I made some I made some notes for the first time ever. Usually I go into the shit. Yeah. Blind as a bat, you know? I would make notes every time I would. Here we go. We are in the crank lab, right? That's what I used to call it. It's weird. It's like I'm not working as much here now. I, I I've been doing a lot of stuff in Los Angeles, so I, I don't you know, it's like is it still the crank lab? I mean, I live in here now. <laughs> Making crank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. The crank lab is a perfect name for like a home studio that's sort of sketchy. Hell yeah. Um, well, hey, but, this, is, uh, yeah. this is Mr. Joey Cape. Um, oh, I thought we were just going to go for it. Well, I, you Start know. Start talking about crank. I like, I like starting things off with really intense shit like crank, <laughs> but then bringing it all back. Mr. Joey Cape from Lagwagon, from Bad Astronaut, from Scorpios, from Bad Loud, from... Me first in the Gimme Gimme's from playing favorites. Oh, Chris Creswell from the Scorpios, too. <laughs> How tired are you, dude, with all that stuff going on? Uh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty close to death. I think I say it every day when I wake up. I go, today could be the day. Today could be the day. Today might be my day. No. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I barely do half of that stuff. Yeah. You know, like, you find out with me. You know, yeah, what, you we, know what I do. Well, I was, I I was, was going to try to make the joke that it's, it's great to finally meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless we're working together. Yeah. And, and when we are, I'm just like, just do your job. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I've been going through a funny phase in my life just this last year where I've had a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Maybe it's because I'm 51 years old, you know? I mean, it's crazy. I actually really enjoy not working now. Well, we um, were just talking which about Which is a, a new ago. thing for me because I've yeah. always been one of those people. The idle hands thing makes me crazy. I, well, I just I, said before we hit record, I got to keep busy. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I have to. I've always been that way until very recently. Now I just want to move onto a mountain and hunt for my food. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Spain. <laughs> South of Spain. See you there. Yeah. That's it. I want to go. <laughs> 
you've put in your dues. <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say. Like I think you know, so. You've uh, you've been doing this for how long, man? Well, there's a funny little thing that you do, you know, and this is this is very possibly going to sound um, like delusions of grandeur or, or maybe even arrogant, but it, it's by no means meant to sound that way. But there's a thing that you start to do when you've toured as much as I've toured. Uh, and I started doing it a few years ago where I would look at bands that had been around for 50 years, like the Rolling Stones or mm -hmm. something. And I would say, you know, yeah, that's cool. Except those bands, because they make millions every time they do anything or mm -hmm. do anything. They, you know, they, they do so little. Mm -hmm. Ever since they became a stadium band, a lot of those bands, I don't know what they're doing in their private lives, but I assume it's not working. I oh, assume yeah. it's yeah, like living agree. on an island that they own, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. um, or maybe they just tinker with like puzzles. I mean, who knows what they do? But whatever they do, meanwhile, I'm doing 250 shows, mm -hmm. and okay, I, my band's been around 29 years now. Damn, we've been touring for about 27 years, I think, maybe 26 years, mm -hmm. and. Um, and then I have many bands. There are times when I think, I wish there was a way. Like if there were a God, no offense to those of you that are stupid enough to believe there is. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa, what just happened? That is what um, this podcast is about, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, atheism? <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not so anonymous. No, yeah. that's, that's pretty harsh. But uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, you know, I sometimes wish there was, you know, like a watchdog or, you know, some person, you know, keeping track of the numbers because i often think that people like myself mm -hmm. that never really stop going mm -hmm. and just go and go and go and just tour and tour and tour i wonder sometimes it would be really nice if i could actually calculate how many shows i played and i'd like to sit there with you know mick jagger from the stones and go <laughs> yeah how many shows you played dude <laughs> Well, because yeah, I bet they, I well, played more. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Because they space it out. Like they'll, they'll do their thing. They'll they'll go on like a. It's the our, density. Our friend, our, actually, a mutual friend of ours was on was on tour with them. Uh, Ed was. Oh wow! Uh, recently, like last Ed, fall. Which Ed? Ed? Ed the Duck. Really? Yeah, he was driving one he of the was, buses. Yeah, with like three hundred other people. Yeah, or whatever. Those yeah, tours, totally. Those but you know, they, but, but they space it out. Sure. You know, so big time, and I don't think I'd ever known anyone that was so close to a big, big, big production like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he was, you know, they. I know they a few of those guys that work in that world. The money's really yeah, good, probably. Yeah, yeah you know, some, but these bands, the these huge bands, guys. space it out, so they'll go on this European tour, but they'll yeah. do it over the course of, you know, what we would do in three weeks yeah. or two weeks. They they'll do, do it one over show a weekend. Month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a show on Saturday, and then next Saturday they're playing a show, and then they have a month off, and they're yeah. like. That's it. So, and then there's these bands that have sort of been quote unquote around for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, but what about the 10 years that you didn't do anything, you know? <laughs> right. And then the other seven years you didn't, you know, it's, it's not a consistent thing. So, whatever. Not bragging, not. No, but I mean, well, I was one that brought I think up. it's you, an you, interesting you, thing to think about. You put in a lot of time. It would man. be nice if I knew how much time I've spent. You've, you've never done that. You've never sat back even after a year. It's not like, possible. There's too many I... years where I go, 2006. I don't even remember that year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because you know that was a whiskey year. So right. <laughs> I I I'm a pretty scatterbrained person, I think, but I do keep pretty meticulous track of our shows. Um, I used to have a list on mm. my like on an old like computer I had 
of every show we I know a lot of people do play. that. I really wish I had. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing the Lawrence Arms years ago, and they'd be like, we're the Lawrence Arms. This is our 800 and whatever is yeah, show. Yeah, Frank Turner. Yeah, they do that too, and I thought that was so cool that they knew, you know? So yeah. I didn't, and I, I'd already been keeping track, but I mean, I would just kind of like have it written down somewhere. I'd never counted it up, you know? So I was like, oh, this is actually like a cool thing you can talk about. You don't have to feel like a weirdo for knowing these numbers. It's, well, no, it's really cool. I mean, it's your life. I mean, well, you know, mm. I always respected people that journal, mm. you know, I... Our first drummer, Derek Plourd, he was a journaler. You know, he was mm -hmm. one of those guys who never really spoke. When he said something, it was completely hilarious. And yeah. 100% appropriate and also just 1,000% offensive. <laughs> Every single time, everyone yeah. laughed and everybody just went, dude, did he just say that? <laughs> uh, it, that guy would, uh, he, you know, in all those years in the van with him, he would just be journaling the whole yeah. time. And and. Very sad when he died that uh, my wife and I, we spent a bunch of time trying to find his journals, you know. And then we found them, but the person that had them was unwilling to let them oh, really? see them. You know, uh, I would very much like to read those because I was in there. Absolutely, with yeah. And we had also done Bad Astronaut together. But he's a guy that, you know, he used to carry this little book with him. And I, mm -hmm. I love this about him. It was so great. He would carry this tiny little, like one of those mini composition books, mm -hmm. you know, the black and white kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he carried this mini one in his pocket and a pencil. And it was yeah. something that one of his millions of shranks over the years had said to him, start doing this. Like, and he, and, to kind of get it, it out? It was his hate book. Oh. When something pissed him off, he'd write in it. <laughs> yeah. Exercise the and demon. And he was always writing in that thing. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes it'd be me and him having lunch, and he'd pull it out and start writing. And I'd be like, what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it didn't take much. It was like, I just don't like your glasses. You know, yeah, like, right. I don't know. You wouldn't or, maybe, or maybe the, the waiter or waitress came over and asked how the food was, and you were brutally honest with them about it. <laughs> I went... Eh. <laughs> I guess that's not even by definition. That's, that's not brutally honest. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole day. by the way. That's only for you. I only do, this I is a thing that I do for Chris when Chris and I eat uh, because Chris is one of these Canadian guys <laughs> who they're just so incredibly polite and sweet and wonderful. And by the way, I love them. Thank uh, you very much. I do. Me and my I, I love it. It's it's like this built-in uh, etiquette and, and sweetness and compassion that comes with a lot of the Canadian friends I have, and uh, it's it's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> us Americans were a little spiky um, but uh, or thorny or whatever but when we eat together uh, I do this thing only to see Chris's reaction which is when the waitress inevitably comes over and says how's the meal guys I before anybody can say anything I shrug and I go eh and then I look at Chris and even, even, if you like, head, even if you like the food it doesn't matter it's just <laughs> yeah. for your entertainment I just want to see uh, what you'll do but then I always make it okay I know I know you know like, I'm just I mean you, for yeah. the, the reality of it which I've proven to you is that they usually are wiping the table when they say it yeah. and then they go all right and they leave yeah because they don't listen they don't care they're just yeah. running through the thing we're at Denny's yeah. they don't give a shit yeah. They they're also not the one to blame for how the food tastes. Yeah, they're you know just trying I mean? to raise they're, a few more bucks they're, for they're the next crack it. You know? Yeah, you know, that's really all it is. It's just like, all that's on their mind is the pipe. The pipe. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope these fucking man. assholes tip me more so I can get to the pipe sooner. God damn, well, usually it gets pretty dark in like minute 20 or 25. That's 10 minutes in. We're getting pretty dark. Yeah, that's the me. Pipe. That's cool. That's me. This is, the, uh, this is the earliest I've ever recorded one of these podcasts. Yeah, you're... It's what, it's two... 2.30 almost in the well, afternoon. Well, that's because you're interviewing a grandfather. <laughs> I mean, I think my kid has kids. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I know it is early. It's weird. But it's it's so, the weather's so terrible here, it's practically dark outside. So it feels, true. Like, it yeah. feels like nighttime to me, this kind of weather. Uh, anyway, 
we got way off subject. But that's, that's what this is about. Yeah, that's what you do, right? <laughs> Especially when you talk to me. I forgot why we were talking about me trying to make you cringe. Oh, Derek, journaling. <laughs> yeah, journaling. Yeah, yeah, the journaling This thing. is an important thing, though, because I it's a big regret in my life. And there was a period in my life where I started interviewing people that I had worked with mm-hmm. and trying to write, you know, memoirs, I guess. Mm. Um, and I did. I spent a few years, and I was working on something called, which I was calling Lifer. Okay. Which later yeah. became a song title of mine, and I... You know, it's kind of a made-up word. It's not really a word, but I like it. I liked the sound of it, and I felt like I, it was mine. And and I, I thought, oh, if I could just sort of put these stories back together. And and then I just realized, I mean, I guess somewhere in the process, I came to the reality that uh, I have a shit memory <laughs> to, to, a, yeah. to an extreme. I mean, yeah. I just don't retain information it's i feel like i'm the same sad. way i don't retain information i read well either. five books at a time you don't remember what they're about you don't remember oh, how they no. start don't remember oh yeah. i read that book i they go yeah what did you do and i go like, oh, i don't know man. static was it yeah. disney or <laughs> <laughs> no i have i actually have yeah. the same problem yeah, yeah i'll watch a movie and pathetic. two days later i'll tell someone about it this happened recently i was explaining this movie the killing of a sacred deer to someone and it's a great movie oh uh, yeah i've heard yeah, about that it's a great film and you know i couldn't even think of the title when i was trying to explain it to scott because he's a big film guy, you know? And then I got the title. I was like, well, what's about? What is it about? And I had to take a second. I'm like, why did I even start this conversation? It's a, it's a, a guy and a girl. I, I was just looking at it on like, It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 this cool, it's this cool, like, psychological horror movie. That's, yeah. Colin Farrell. It looks pretty dark. Nicole Kidman. It's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't remember somebody the name of it. In, is, it's literally somebody is in my yard and, you know, in my front yard, just walks. Are they going through your garbage? Right, Should we check I, it out? I got to look. Yeah. Turn away. <laughs> Hold on. Hey! No, I'm still, still rolling. I'm still rolling. No one's uh, there. All right. <laughs> Sometimes uh, when someone walks in front of the house, it looks like they're in the yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the for the folks at home or on the toilet or on the train or wherever you're listening to this, we are in the crank lab, which we referred to earlier as the studio. Uh, that you and Joey's that, basement, that, and jo- yeah, Joey's basement. That all the, all the one week records, yeah, it's are recorded. <laughs> Avenue, San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Come by. Is that your uh, your mortal enemy's address or something? Fuck, I just made it up. I don't even know. Is San Fernando Valley, a place. I know, you know better San than I would. Maybe, but this is the room where a lot of that magic happens. This is where all the one week records yeah. records have been made so far. Except I'm now doing things in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a friend's house, which is weird, but also really cool because it's a much bigger studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not a really great thing to say to somebody who's already done a one week. I mean, I've spent a lot of time here. I love this place. I spent an awful lot of time in this room. Mm. I don't really want to spend another seven. T- those, those, despite the fact that our friend Chris Creswell here completed his record in four and a half days, and I will tell that story in a minute because <laughs> it's amazing. Most people take more than the seven days i mean right. the seven days are well, you're t- exposing the whole thing right now no i'm just, no. I'm just joking i <laughs> get some issues I, 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 there's no dishonesty yeah, here yeah. the idea is to do a record in seven days mm-hmm. what i mean by that is they're here for seven days yeah so it's seven days of their time and then whatever time i have to spend mm-hmm. afterwards with like maybe we need some bass or percussion mm-hmm. or and i certainly have to mix the record later but seven days Almost every one-week record I've done has been a 120-hour week. Oof. 
And that's... Yeah, that's a lot. Absurd. Like, we're sleeping like a few hours, you mm-hmm. know? Yours, yours and maybe one other one, there's been a couple where the, it was so efficient and we just, there was such a good flow that somehow it just happened really fast. Mm-hmm. It may or may not have been because I think we did a few where it was vocals and guitar. Like, when you do them live... I think, yeah, we did a we couple a few, that we did together. Santa Maria yeah. or San San Ysidro. Uh, San Ysidro, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. song, I believe, was just you playing with the guitar. Yep. Like, if you have a few of those, that's like, boom, in the mm-hmm. bag. And and especially if you're going to remain. But, um, no, I, and the thing is, the limitations, like, working here, I was going to say, I love the way things come out here mm-hmm. but it's hard work well yeah and i guess all that extra time just spending in one room can, well, this room drive you crazy. is acoustically like i did my best to make a little studio room and honestly like i've had i've had concrete basement rooms that i had better results in yeah i went all this trouble built like i put all this analog i mean uh, acoustic shit in here mm-hmm. you know that's got a bamboo floor like this room is like meant you know, designed to record in. Mm-hmm. And uh, still, like, frequency-wise, there's so many things that evade me in this room, and and it's, and it's I just, I don't know. And so when you go to a professional studio oh, yeah. that's, like, a million-dollar studio or whatever, and you work <laughs> in there for, like, you record one track and go, weird, I didn't even have to fight the yeah. phase. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all the mics sound great. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just automatic. Like, And then all of a sudden, it's all creative. Yeah. Yeah, Holy it's great. Jesus, I well, want to do that. That's, that's the fucking dream, right? Yeah, is just to yeah. be in a place where you can kind of, it's kind of like a, what do they call it? Like a, like a turnkey home, right? Where you're just yeah. like, you're, you're good to go kind yeah, of deal. That's, that's it. the point. Just get yeah. there and fucking be And the upkeep you is are, not my responsibility. Creative, yeah. They're going to yeah. be updated. Mm-hmm. Their shit's going to work. Yeah, you're I don't gonna, have to like, when I come, every record I do down here, because mm-hmm. I haven't upgraded in so long, is the first couple hours me explaining to the person, so it's kind of a rinky-dink operation. <laughs> Let me just Mickey Mouse this cable that yeah. I got to solder, you know? Well, I mean, I remember how the the baffle thing you built for when we did that newest Scorpios record. And it was, yeah. it, it fucking worked, man, but it fell over a couple times. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I threw all that out. Yeah. I mean, and there, remember, there's like a ballet bar that I was integrating <laughs> yeah. to keep it up or whatever. Like, they, it, it's a bullshit yeah. deal, but, it was, but it was, the records that, are good. That element of it was very fancy, the ballet bar. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case anybody wanted to work out. Yeah, while absolutely. Recording, but, I, but I guess yeah. also, usually it's you and one other person doing these one week records, usually, right? Yeah. But for yeah. that one, there was yeah. four of us in the room yeah. at all times. Yeah. Which was I've, cool because this room is not big it's definitely big enough no, you know what i mean but for, with, four, with four people in yeah. it when we we're making it's that ideal record. for like one other guy mm-hmm. like this yeah. this is cool you can just mm-hmm. kick i got a little more lazy though along the way too like i started <laughs> you just, think so? yeah i mean i just mean like i started to get to the point where i was just like i could work super hard at this or i could just like go hey where do you want to sit mm-hmm. and the person goes i like this couch I go, all right let's have you sit here and then i th- throw the mic in front of him let's do a song Mm-hmm. And there was this point where I it was kind of soul crushing. I was doing Yotan Ben Horan's record, mm-hmm. and we sort of did things a lot like that. There was some stuff where I had him on the mainframe, kind of whatever <laughs> that little area over there mm-hmm. where I put everybody where I thought that's like the perfect spot that's acoustically. The spot, yeah. uh, they just don't sound any better or different. It's just kind of like one of those things. It's like it's all black magic. It's like this worked this yeah. time. I yeah, did the yeah. exact same thing next time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. Why? Yeah. It's not just even about the sound coming out of the person's mouth or their guitar. It, it is, of course, but it isn't just that. It's just really kind of this... There is a magic to it. There's a magic Absolutely, to it. Absolutely, yeah. I don't care. For sure. 
I, know, I give up. That's and this is super boring shit to most people, <laughs> by the way. Let's get back to the drugs. But the, yeah, yeah. How long you been uh, on on drugs? How long you been chewing Nicorette for now, dude? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> um, that's like the shows. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many. A long time. How many pieces? Ooh, it'd be interesting. How many pieces see. of Nicorette? Do you think I played have? more shows than you see, pieces you, of you Nicorette? You in your pocket. Well, you got me. It's, it's got to be thousands. I've always wanted to try it. Should I try it? You want to? Try? I'm no, not a I smoker. Don't have that no, much. it would like make me go crazy, wouldn't it? Doesn't it like? It's I don't like know you're asking me to break with my stash, dude. That's kind <laughs> I don't of like, actually no, want to try. Come on, try it. I don't want to try. I want you to. Okay. I want to get people hooked. I'm so what? I got stock in this. Is it going to taste like shit? Actually, these are like the cheapo Walmart ones, so I don't know. Is it going to taste gross? Is it going to offend you if I can't handle this and I spit it right out? You will be able to handle it. I'll tell you why. Because it's the lowest dosage of two milligrams. Yeah. And it's uh, that's like a few drags of a cigarette. Oh, sick. Let's yeah, do that's this. why I chew it so much. Let's do this. It's hardly anything. So here's the way it goes for a guy who doesn't normally do it. Yeah. This is awesome doing this you on the pod. Built, you have, yeah, you haven't, <laughs> you haven't built up, I know, no visuals. No visuals, You'll have yeah. to be extra. Just, this is me opening You this. haven't built up the uh, tolerance to the, to the um, nausea that this will Oh, I don't want to get nauseous right now. Come on, man. Don't be a <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> uh, no, all right. I'm going to hold on to this and do this later. Just give it back then. Yeah, I kind of opened it a little bit, though. <laughs> no, I was sort of half kidding. But the thing is, is so what you're supposed to do when you when I first start chewing it, when mm. I, it was the first cessation that worked, really, I traded over from cigarettes. I tried patches and did all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. None of that ever really worked for me. I'd quit for six months or whatever, but then I'd smoke again. I love smoking. Mm. The thing is, uh, it says on the box, you're supposed to chew it for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you kind of like... Oh, you like stash it back You stash there, right? it, and yeah. you let it chill. Mm-hmm. And the idea... And you're not supposed to swallow the crap and okay. whatever. I don't even give a shit. I just chew it all day long yeah. and swallow it all day. I'd probably get stomach cancer or something. I don't know. But I, mean, I have... Everyone's going to get cancer and die anyways. But... But the thing is, is I have recently... I had uh What's the girl's name that sings for the Interrupters? Oh, I don't know her name, but she's awesome. She's great. They're a great band. They're really cool. And uh, I am such an asshole for not remembering her name right now. But anyway, <laughs> singer, the, singer of the Interrupters. Mm. Really sweet girl. She she came up to me one day. Joey, 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 I've been wanting to run into you for so long. I have to tell you about the Nicorette that you chew all the time. You have to <laughs> she stop. She knew about it. You have to stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we've toured and played shows okay. and whatever. <clears throat> and uh, she said, I had this uncle. He was chewing it all the time. And the spot where he always chewed, he got, like, gum cancer. Ugh. And then he lost his whole jaw, like uh, Roger Ebert, if you've ever seen that. Oh, life, yeah, yeah, Life yeah, yeah. Itself documentary. That's amazing. Um, and uh, and she's like, I'm just telling you, like, it's real. And she had me so freaked out. Because, yeah. I mean, I started chewing this shit when it came out. <laughs> and I ne- I didn't ever look back. I just went. OG Nicorette. Yeah, supporter. like, I'm 10 years Good strong and proud. Like, you know, or proud and strong. Whatever but how say. long do people typically chew Nicorette for? Is there, like, a... Well, I mean, obviously, it, you're supposed it, to wean. Usually? <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just like, I traded. I just yeah. went, no, I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm like Dave Grohl. I chew gum all day long and fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, um, my God. The funniest part is I asked you that as a joke, and now we've been talking about it for a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, it's the worst kind of addiction <laughs> because the thing... I'm just going to roll over that and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Please. It's, it's the worst kind of addiction because the thing is, is like cigarettes, you can't smoke on planes, you can't mm-hmm. smoke in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just chew this all day. I just... Oh, yeah. You know. So there's an issue. But anyway, so since then, <laughs> I've written... Uh, you know, uh, I've been on planes flying or something, sitting next to like a doctor or something, and... 
some of these very, very, uh, you know, um, people that spent more than eight years studying, people that kind of know science and medicine, mm. I've made it a point to ask them, where do you suppose the jury stands on this Nicorette stuff? Do you think this? <laughs> and every single time they say to me, there may be carcinogens in there, but they're not the ones that cigarettes have. Oh, okay. And the idea being that it's about the tar, I guess, or whatever. Uh, nicotine is caffeine. I mean, it's it's a mm. drug. It might not be great for your heart or whatever, but it does not. I, I guess that's the, the, the this the, is like your fuel. The reality is, uh, it's better than smoking. Yeah. <laughs> And I wasn't I mean, sure for a long anywhere time. Anywhere you can get that sensation when you where, where you can't actually smoke a cigarette, you can and still do it. You figured it out. Yeah, that's a loophole. You should be proud. Yeah. of. <laughs> I mean, my teeth do fall out every once in a while from chewing gum. So you just much, throw it back in. But I pop that motherfucker right back in. It, there was this period <laughs> where I'd be driving with my daughter, you know, and like in one week, I lost like three teeth. <laughs> and and it was oh always when I was driving her to the gymnastics or something, you yeah. know. And we'd be driving, I'd be chewing, and all of a sudden, crunch, crunch, like oh, I got it, and I spit out a tooth. And Violet go, oh my God, Dad. And I like, I just lost a tooth. And it happened like three times where the teeth broke in like yeah. a week. <laughs> and the third time Violet was like, oh my God, Dad. What the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. you have to stop chewing that gum. Like, mm -hmm. your teeth are... Do you realize how ridiculous that is? I sure do. And this is your young but highly intelligent daughter yeah. telling you this. Yeah. I just yeah. go to the dentist a lot. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, you got, you, well, you have some, like, punk dentists all over the world, too, don't you? Yeah, that's you the, you know, what it's called, medical tourism. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big proponent. Yeah. I stopped uh, carrying health insurance a long time ago, which is dangerous because of cat catastrophe mm -hmm. stuff. I could get cancer or whatever. But, I mean, you know, if I get cancer in this current climate, I believe I will lose my home and everything I ever worked for anyway, and mm -hmm. possibly my parents' home. <laughs> but, hey, they had it coming. <laughs> Getting dark you again. You had the kid. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about medical tourism. Oh yeah, medical <laughs> yeah. tourism is great. Yeah. You know, it's like I, there was a point where I, I had had a teeth, a tooth break, uh, a teeth break, a tooth break <laughs> in Berlin or something, and this friend of mine, Sylvia, said, "Oh, just set up an appointment at the dentist." And I'm thinking, like America, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, don't. I'm not going to be here for a month. Yeah, <laughs> or six yeah. weeks, you know. And she goes, "No, no, I'll just call them. They'll they'll get you in today." And I was like, "Wow!" And so they got me in. Mm. And the dude fixed my tooth. And by the way, it was like the cleanest office I've ever been Oh, absolutely, in. yeah. They had like a little waterfall in the Perfectly efficient, room. yeah. It was like a waterfall. And they came in and gave me a <laughs> bottle of like that really fancy water and glass, yeah. bottled water, and then like a, the greenest, most beautiful apple I've ever seen, like out of a painting. They handed it to me and they said, are you okay? Can we get in? And everybody was in like the cleanest white clothes. It was like a weird Woody Allen movie. It was like that... Uh, Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was like a science fiction film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so fucking they weird. Feel real. And then they, yeah, and they fixed my teeth, and uh, and then said, "You you need to come back." This guy Rolf said, "You need to come back." Mm. There's a lot more going on here. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man." And then I got went to pay, and I was all ready with my cash. Like, here we go. Everything I'm going to make on this tour. Yeah, fuck, really. You know. And they were like, "100 euro." Oof. And then I had this thing where I almost died in Luxembourg mm -hmm. on tour. Or my liver failed. Mm -hmm. It's bitching. Um, <laughs> go for it, kids. Just kill her life. Um, and uh, my tour manager, Ben Davis, was like, dude, this is getting too scary. Like, I was really, really sick for mm -hmm. weeks and finally made me go to the hospital. And I, I, I spent a whole day in the hospital. Like, it was MRIs and just everything you think of. 
And uh, in fact, my liver was like the size of a football. Mm-hmm. You know, our American football, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how big your audience is. If it's like pretty sure people from every single country on earth listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 it so. wasn't as big as European yeah. football. Okay, <laughs> more like an Australian rules football. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> whatever. It was and, it was, and it was kind of oblong. She like said, that you, too. "She said you are feeding <clears throat> your liver too much." That was the yeah. answer I got from her. But anyway, so I had to quit drinking and all this stuff. And you went to the gym. You shaved your fucking head. Yeah, well, that was for something else. I right? got all crazy. No, yeah, that yeah, was part yeah. of it. Yeah. I, would, I got mad. You look good, man. You look good. Yeah. I, and I you got suspenders tough. You look like you could kick someone's fucking ass easily. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> no. Turn full skinhead. Um, you do get to travel and, you know, with any of the projects you have. But it was 200 bucks. That's pretty good. Whole day. That's it would be $15,000 oh, yeah. here. That's yeah. all I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, I just literally, anytime I go, I kind of got to get something checked out, I go... When am I going to be in Germany or <laughs> yeah. like somewhere in Europe again? Because yeah. you walk in and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm not taking advantage of anybody. They're fine. Mm. Those people are fine. If mm. I'm in Sweden, they are fine. I'm not taking anything from them. Mm. And yeah, maybe I am, but I don't know. <laughs> but I walk in and I say, uh, I'm a guy on tour. Mm. Of course, I have somebody translating. It fits that, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere I don't speak any other language. And uh, it's great. I, I highly recommend it. If you're an American and you have a major problem, you have a surgery or some kind of procedure to get done, your plane ticket and the cost mm-hmm. in another country will be far less and they'll do a better job. Why so, not? yeah, if anyone listening is from America or any, any country that doesn't get have... Get your auto parts from China. ...their own healthcare, <laughs> their own healthcare system, uh, and you're thinking about starting a band, do it purely because you know that eventually you're going to drink too much and you're going to... Do too many drugs yeah, or too, to too the much point where you can, yeah, too too many, you know, nicotine pieces. Of it gum. doesn't matter. And then you go to the doctor teeth, somewhere else. <laughs> everybody's teeth fall out sooner or later. Yeah, all right. Everyone dies. All right. You know? So I, I'm I'm going to stop controlling. The, <laughs> I'm going to stop making your your interview an interview that needs to be edited. What do you got? I think I'm probably just going to like let this one roll. <laughs>
Yeah, dentists and Nicorette and all this bullshit. Well, actually, one thing I did want to actually ask you about. And this was, I think, a conversation you and I had years ago that I think eventually led to me doing the one-week record with you was when I asked you, like, how do you know, since you have, you know, all these projects, and, and yeah, many of them I listed earlier, you know, you're not doing now. But aside from all those, I didn't even mention that you also do, yeah, like your own, just Joey Cape acoustic, which yeah, is yeah. a lot of what you do yeah. right? um, these days. How do you know when you write that song if it goes to Lagwagon uh, or your own thing or when you were doing Bad Astronaut or, or I mean... I don't really. Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's a mixed bag, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some songs where it's just really obvious to me that this would be great mm -hmm. with the band. And for most of my life since I started doing solo stuff um, and, and other bands in particular, um, Lagwagon always got the first right of refusal. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I was always writing with it nothing in mind. Mm -hmm. I've always done that. Mm -hmm. It's a little confusing what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is that I don't write a song and think about a band. Um, and then when I have a whole bunch of songs, it's time to make a record, whatever the record is. Mm -hmm. I look at all the songs and some of the songs just, you know, just really work. Mm -hmm. Some of the songs just, I don't know if in the case of Lagwagon, if I bring songs to the band, it's kind of what they react to. Right. And then there's years that you're not so prolific. It's, you know, I'm working on a new record now. I wrote 40 songs for it. Yeah, that's it's a that's good incredible. year for me. Yeah, that's a good year. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm really, yeah. and I keep writing. It's mm -hmm. almost annoying. It's like, stop. <laughs> I mean, would yeah. you just stop being such a genius, yeah. you know? <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, but I mean, it's weird. I, I, I'm having a good year, but I'll go through phases where I don't write anything for mm -hmm. like three years. Yeah, there's those dry spells, right? Yeah, yeah. really bad, mm -hmm. too. Like the songs that I did write, like the five songs I wrote that year, it's like, what's happening here? Uh, the next year when I have another prolific year or something, I look at those songs and it's funny. It's like, they're not good. They're not even inspired either. So you can't force it or fake no, of course. It. Yeah. But I don't really, um, I don't really choose. I, I let it, I let the song choose. That's cool. Yeah. So you, so, so you were saying you typically have like a bank of stuff that whenever it's popping up, that's flag it. wagon or yeah. it's your own thing. Or yeah. if it was when it was Scorpio yeah. or, you know, try making yeah. a record without the bank. If you don't have mm -hmm. the well to mm -hmm. draw from and you make a record, you might get lucky, mm -hmm. but I think it's a whole lot better to have a whole bunch of, you know, I mean, it's like the thing that somebody said, a writer writes. I mean, a really great writer just writes mm -hmm. yeah. all the time, you yeah. know, and so when they're ready to write their novel, they've got a lot of source writing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of things. Yeah. Life has many, there are many themes, you know, to something that you write lyrically, but well, first of all, I think everyone to a certain extent, unless they're incredibly derivative, is semi singular in in their dimension, you know, and they're mm -hmm. like, everybody's kinda got their thing and that's yeah, that's yeah. what we call style, right? Mm -hmm. But uh I think that um within, you know, those little counterparts that end up making up songs that you write, there are these tiny elements that are just very much you. Mm -hmm. So even if this song has got a slightly different emotion or something, some of these little things, you know, most of my things are scraps. Like, right. they're just little ideas, like little melodies, no lyrics. Yeah, yeah. On occasion, there's like a, uh, there's actually words and I have to use them because yeah. they work so perfectly yeah, with that yeah. melody in my mind. And a lot of times the lyrics come out of that. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, source material from, you know, from your well mm -hmm. that you gather it all kind of works for your 
singular dimensional yeah, yeah, writing yeah, yeah. anyway. So yeah. there's really writes. no reason not to do it. Yeah. The a writer writes thing makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you it's like the journal thing even. You lose it, too. Okay, you know this. Mm-hmm. You make your first record. Yep. And you go, it's probably going to be the last one. <laughs> and then you make your next record yeah. and you're like, God, we made another one. Yeah. It's probably it, though. <laughs> you know, yeah. we did this tour. It's probably the last time we'll come here. That's right. the, the way that game works. Right. And, and if you're humble, that's the right way to think mm-hmm. about it. You know, it's it's smart. Because like, you're choosing to just enjoy it for what it is rather than it being like a building block to something. Yeah, you else. don't count yeah. on it. Yeah. You're not entitled. And, sure. You know, it's just, it's always. Like, that was the right always, the next time. Yeah. It's not one of those. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. you just feel like every time it's an achievement and mm-hmm. it's a good way to do it. It's very positive and sweet. So when you've got 12 years and you're thinking, well, that's definitely the end of line. I mean, I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. Like you. Yeah. You, Chris is 30. Mm-hmm. I remember turning 30 and thinking, well, I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not. I'm 51 and I, I don't see any end in sight. Now, I don't, yeah. do, I don't say that anymore because I've got no chance of doing well, anything else with my life. It's so hard to live in like such absolutes, though, don't you think? I just don't want to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would want to do that? Like it's 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 nice but, to be able to float around and just kind of discover and experience whatever it is in that moment. But I can't come to you. you know? we, we we made this like little documentary. Like this guy Mark, a friend of mine, made yeah. this documentary with this guy Trevor about our band. Okay, and they chose to just like make a small piece about who we are now. Mm-hmm. If it is philosophical at all, the philosophy was this is why I'm in a band and mm-hmm. and this is what we're doing. And for me, it had a little bit of a thing like, okay, this is for your grandmother because she doesn't understand rock and roll. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. kind of bugged me a little because it it was sort of like... It was a little bit more like, is like a, a VH1 like kind of thing. A, a little bit yeah. more like a Sensationalized kind of, yeah. And not sensationalized because Mark was really great. And and it, and it's... It, we it, were around for some of that. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. Right. It's mm-hmm. nice. But he just... What he did was like a piece for my mom. You know, okay. my mom okay, could yeah, go, yeah. oh, so that's how that works. And every musician that I know would watch it and go, okay. But in, in hindsight, like, whatever, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We're lucky. He did it for free. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's a cool little thing. But part of the problem I had when we were originally discussing doing, you know, documenting our career mm-hmm. was just the lack of footage and the lack of of stories that anybody remembered and from lot. over the years oh my god yeah, like yeah. the early years were the real years like the beginning like mm-hmm. the first 10 years of the band is what really matters yeah i think it's so the stuff, it's, it's such a formative time if i'm a fan of a band mm-hmm. that's what i want to see yeah. you want to see the I origin see story a ton of footage yeah. i've never seen i want to see those dudes mm-hmm. like i want to see the guy before he dies i mm-hmm. want to see all that stuff and it's not because i love drama it's because that's really interesting mm-hmm. but just I'm in a band, and it's like we tour and we play songs. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, know when you when you really break it down, it's not that interesting. When you break it down that way, it's like when I go home for the holidays after not being on tour. To me. That's what I mean. Like when I go home for the holidays after being on tour all year last year. You know, like family's interested in how things are going, and they ask, "How was it this year? How was how was tour?" And I say, "Yeah, it was good." Yeah, and that's it. Because yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know how else to explain it. Because all it is is, yeah, we you know we. Fat Mike and traveled a lot and say, we played a lot of shows. We used to just say, tour. <laughs> tour, yeah. Or or after a show. That was like, so how was the show? Show. Show. <laughs> yeah. That was Mike's saying. I think Mike started that first. He was like, he was like, hey, Joey, show. Show with, with a thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah, and I just be, or, or sideways or whatever. Right, right, right. And uh, 
I love that. Mm-hmm. But it is that way. Yeah, you know, there's there, like we said earlier with recording, there is that magic in there, obviously. Yeah. But but at a certain point, if you're doing it like yourself, you've been doing this for years on the road, yeah. you know, in different ways with different people. But still, after a yeah. while, like, did you find that it was you're still thinking like, oh, tour. Well, no, you because know, cause there, cause, I guess there's always that new energy with people. A, I think there's different ways that you look at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the moment, yep. which is the one I live in, mm-hmm. and which is like, I just don't have a memory. So since I have this problem with my memory, and I, I live in the moment. So for it's me... It's almost a blessing. <laughs> it kind of... It, it, has, it has its dark time. Yeah, no, I'm sure. There, it does. But for the most part, I really don't mind it. because mm. I, Well, I'm very accustomed to it, too. But it's... Uh, I... Every, you know, for me, it's all about what are we doing right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I want to live that way. That's a good way to live. I mean, you know, Mark uh, uh, Hansen, who made that little doc on us and, and has done many docs for like, mm-hmm. National Geographic. And all this well, he was like a jackass dude, too, right? Yeah, he was their he editor. He was working on for jackass all for a while. Yeah. TV show. He, he was the editor and he did a bunch of decal stuff. He's done tons mm-hmm. of MTV shit and everything, but he's also done some really amazing things. Like, yeah. Really yeah. incredible document. He's, he, he's great. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, he is. Um, he uh, he told me this thing once. It is sort of a thing, I guess, for people in that world. And I really, I love this. It's you talk about something long enough, or film something long enough, it mm-hmm. becomes interesting. And I was <laughs> equated to like the documentary I watched on paper clips. Oh wow! It was something like that. It was like pa- I think shit. it was paper clips, and it was like the history of the paper clip. And you know, there, I read this book once called Salt. It was history of the world through. You know, the looking glass of, of salt and what, salt. What's, what's happened with salt. Okay. There's another one called beer. There's another one called yeah. food. There's one yeah. about uh, Helvetica, like the typeface. There you go. Helvetica. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually never seen it. Yeah, so there's these books. Should, I, I've, I've been told by many friends I should see it, though. But that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So that's the thing. So you, anything can be interesting, mm-hmm. and it's it's how you look at it as well. You know, I but don't I know. I think we live in a world where it's there's so much going on all the time, you know, and yeah. especially... You know, being able to have some kind of commentary on it as like songwriters and stuff, you can you you get to choose really sometimes what you write about. Sometimes you don't, and it just kind of yeah. comes to you. You write in that journal, and you yeah. say, and like this just comes to you, and you scratch that down, and then two months later you're writing a song, and you have a melody, and you're just like, okay, time to write the lyrics. If nothing comes to you, and you can look through that journal and be like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. cool, that shows me maybe in that moment. Yeah, you know, I but just, but, yeah. but you know, you can hone in on anything, you know, and it, yeah. I I believe that it can be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love documentaries. I watch them all the time and I love, I love nonfiction and, um, I've read some really fucked up, strange books that like, you know, if you look at the surface of it, sure don't look like they're going to be interesting Mm -hmm. at all. Um, but end up being incredible. It's like all those dumb little TV shows, like how things are made or, you know, sometimes they're, it's, I don't care how foosball table was made, Yeah. but, uh, but sometimes it's like, Whoa, that's, that's, yeah, that's cool. Well, you'll fucking rip that foosball table to shreds. Oh, dude, dude. Seen yeah, I can fucking kill it. <laughs> well, you said something really interesting to me a few years back when we were doing some shows in Europe. Because uh, we, because I think at that point we were just starting to write. I think Chris Creswell's in love with me. He remembers a lot of things <laughs> that I've said. It's really funny because I don't have a very great memory, as I've said, but yeah. there, there are things that really. Things really resonate. stand out yeah. yeah really stand out to me and yeah. uh it's yeah. like i have no short-term awesome. memory but things six months ago will pop up to me today and be like oh yeah i remember that now it's, yeah, it's strange I'm, I'm there's the this fog right. in my brain usually people say things that resonate with me and i carry them for years and repeat mm-hmm. them and i try really hard to to do that thing that you should do which mm-hmm. is like quote people yeah he once said this to me 
And I, I, I'm more and more careful of that as I get older because I don't like to, you know, regurgitate, you know, sure. someone's yeah. great. But then, you know, of course, everything's been said by somebody. Before yeah, that. that is true. I mean, you know, but it's... But you were saying. It is a thing where... And I and I almost always have to paraphrase because I don't have... Like I said, I, I can't retain that much yeah. information, you know. Oh, man. Very properly. But you... I, I, we were... The Flatliners were just starting to write... Uh, or, like, get more serious about writing what became Inviting Light. And I was telling mm-hmm. you that, like, I had a bunch of, like, like song ideas, you know, like those scraps, those yeah, journal entries, yeah. those whatever. And then you told me... Not it was to also overdevelop them? Well, there was that, but what I was going to say was we were also talking about reading. And I, t- I told you that I almost never read books anymore. I have all this downtime on tour, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of hurry up and wait, and there's a lot of distractions on this thing. But I say, I almost, oh, I, I almost never read anymore. And you it's said if you're starting... It is. But you told me if you're starting to write a record, read as many books as you can. Yeah. And it was just such a simple thing. And I said, yeah, yeah cool. But it stuck with me because you just kind of kick, you can kickstart that part of your brain again yeah. to really yeah. um, start to have a feeling towards conceptualizing something of your own. Well, because things, you're reading this book that's been yeah. conceptualized by someone else. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was really. I believe that's true. Mm. I think, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's the, exactly what I'm doing right now. Mm. I'm writing sort of a conceptual record and. And so I, I, I bought about 30 books or something. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize there's like yeah, a stack there's, of it, books behind Oh, yeah. If you look yeah. around this room right now, mm-hmm. there's, there's pretty much books everywhere. And it's they're just all books I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I do that. And uh, I calculate that a little bit. And, and it's nice. I wish I could be like that all the time. I'd love to just like not have to do anything and just read all day long. Yeah. I like reading a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a thing that it's like you have to kind of get back into it. I feel like it's a little bit like a muscle mm-hmm. of some kind, mm-hmm. but really it's more like there are um, pathways, I imagine, in your brain, and or like the, the little cochlea, the hairs in your ears. If they're not utilized for a while, they die. Yeah. You know, or they, they go to sleep. So you got to kind of reconnect those pathways and that syna- those synapses. Mm-hmm. you you got to, you know. So I, I think there's a creative part of your brain that gets really distracted. And I do think that, unfortunately... Uh, Visual medium is, mm-hmm. or visual media, uh, is um, it's. There's one downside to it. I do believe that that it, 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 there's a certain thing that the brain does where you don't retain things quite as. Well. I was going to say that could be the reason, or the biggest contributing factor as to why I don't retain a lot of information because of the day and age we live in now. Yeah, everything you know. If if I want to learn how to. Uh, Fix my dishwasher myself at home. Uh-huh. I can just watch a fucking video on it. I'm just watching it and doing YouTube, it as he's doing YouTube. it. I don't remember how yeah. to do it later on. Yeah. If that problem arises again, I'll just like, oh, go to that link That's again. That's it. I don't remember dad, actually what I did. When I was a little kid, where there, we had three three or four channels mm-hmm. on the television. I mean, that's so crazy to think yeah. of for most people now, but there really were. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, cartoons were only on Saturdays. My dad called the TV the idiot box. Yeah. And my dad was a physicist. He's a great mind. He was very, very, he was a really influential person in solar power. He was mm-hmm. one of the original innovators in that field and and later did some great things in oil refinery, which I'm sure he's not as proud of. But he, he was a very smart guy. He was a real master mm-hmm. of, of physics. And he called it the idiot box. And his argument was, 
but it makes you stupid. And like, look how look how far we've gone. Oh my into god, that world. I know. You know? Yeah, so yeah. everybody's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but but it's true that reading is a different thing, and and, and yeah. I believe that as a person who writes songs and writes lyrics or writes. It, you have to stimulate a different. It's a different kind of stimulation mm -hmm. that gets yeah. it going. I it's, agree. It's. <laughs> I was talking to a friend. I of mine agree about with myself. <laughs> I agree with myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, he was right. <laughs> Joey, that, was, that was you. Yeah, 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 yeah I was yeah. right. Yeah. Listen, Joey. Time <laughs> capsule. I was talking to a friend of mine recently about uh, this kind of same thing. He was saying, "Oh, I haven't read in so long. I brought uh, a book with me for this. We did like a weekend tour recently, and." He was saying, like, I just keep falling asleep. I, I read, like, half a page and I fall asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I that. That happens to a lot of people. I probably yeah. said that to you. Yeah. No, I have a thing. I, I Like, my little byline or whatever. I don't know what you call it. Your signature and email. My signature has been for many, like, almost a decade at least. Maybe two. I don't know. For the longest time, it's just been bedtime reader. Bedtime reader. reader. Yeah. And I, I call myself that because... That was my thing. I was like, yeah, I love reading, but it sucks. I, I only can read at night because that's yeah. when everybody shuts up and yep. I can sit down and be yep. quiet. And I read a book before I go to bed and it's like one paragraph. And I'm <laughs> you're out. And they don't remember yeah. what it was the night. It, no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I think it's about how much you read. It's, uh, it doesn't happen anymore. Now yeah. it's the opposite. Now I'll be reading something really good. And all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, it's five in the morning. Yeah. But I got to finish this chapter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tough. <laughs> TV's uh, worse that way though. Oh yeah, it stimulates something and keeps you awake. You know, if I if I turn on a Netflix series, mm -hmm. I'm bound to be looking at daylight and just going absolutely. You know, it's already loading the next mm -hmm. episode, and like Game of Thrones is the worst that way. When that comes out, I'm just so like, stimulated. I just tell everybody like I'm going to be tired. Yeah, it's funny at home. Uh, my girlfriend likes to have something on. Like not music, but TV. So she Ooh, can fall I never to understood it. people that do. Yeah, that. she 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 can, I can't do that. She can fall asleep instantly to it, no matter how tired. It's like I white am. noise for them. Yeah, exactly. She'll just tune out. You know can't what I mean? She it. she she puts something on like quietly, but it, like loud enough she can hear. You got to leave her, man. She, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna work. She, she, but, you know, she, she <laughs> sorry, turns, Katie. She, she turns it's over. A deal breaker. She turns over and you know is not watching it. Just it soothes her and she falls asleep. Yeah. No matter how tired I am, sure. lying in bed. Next to her, I Kristen's like that. My wife. I, I'll just stay awake. Yeah, you know. So actually, now I've started to realize that I have weirder dreams. I think when the TV's on. Oh yeah. Today, sure. So I, okay, last night I fell asleep to. Fuck, I think it was like a. It was either Black Mass or The Town or one of those like kind of newer Boston crime movies. You know, whatever. Jesus, um, no. I just fell asleep with it on Gun TV shots. last night. But I had the weirdest dream last night. I think, <laughs> and then I woke up to. In the middle of a dream where one of my, like, five roommates borrowed my Ford Bronco. And I woke up before I found out who it was. And I was, like, thinking, like, who the fuck was it? In reality, I don't have any roommates. Wait a minute. You drive an American I don't, car? I don't have a Ford Bronco. I oh. don't know. Oh. I don't know where that came from. I don't have roommates. I don't, I don't have... Something about like a crime... OJ. Something about a crime Come movie, on, maybe? White. No, but I'm actually serious, Bronco. right? Like, Ford something Bronco. about a crime movie being on TV... Me falling asleep, right. dreaming about O.J. Simpson's car. Not even joking. Like, of course, man. Something strange in there They're happened. But I woke up and I was like, somewhere. oh, I wish I found out which fucking fake roommate took my car. Man, I am 100% the no stimulus when I'm sleeping. Like, mm. I, 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 you know, most nights, especially on tour, earplugs go in. Mm. You know, I, I love the bunk. Mm -hmm. I love the bus bunk. I, I need, like, 
I, a cocoon. I, I don't like rooming with people on mm-hmm. tour. If it, you know, it's it's it sounds shitty to say, but and I do. No, you but know, it's, you know, you know, I do room with people a yeah, lot yeah. on tour, and and I stay at a lot of people's houses, mm-hmm. so it's like it's not I'm above it. It's just in a perfect world, I go into my cocoon, absolutely, yeah, and I want it silent. I want, I, I'll put those things on my eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't care what I look like. Mm-hmm. I put the earplugs in. I'm like, turn it all off. Well, a day in the life of Joey Cape, no matter if it's on tour with Lagwagon or you're doing an acoustic tour or whatever it's been over the years, a day in the life of Joey Cape is a very sociable day. No, I you're, know. A day in the life you're, of you're, Joey Cape. <laughs> what if I just start talking about it for the rest of the interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is true, man. The day in the life of... You know, my, well, you know Joey Cape is a complex individual. Yeah, all, um, all of this chat so far was the warm-up to get to what a day in the life is like. That's actually what the podcast is called. Yeah. I'll tell you what a day in the life of Joey Cape is now. It's like, what do you want to eat, honey? <laughs> I mean, it's boring. <laughs> Short story from the one who wrote this. And you're a stranger they know well. You read their mind and left your life an open book. Now you want to die in some hotel. You deserve this. the show the other night 
and you were saying that you yeah. were out in you know by the bar and people are talking to you. You're Joey Cape. We're in San Francisco where you live. You know, there's. I just mean to say. You are a very approachable guy. You're I'm very, a very, you're rec- very recognizable. You are recognizable. You are I'm good small. to your fans. I'm little. <laughs> Is that why you're recognizable? Oh, you actually think so? People go, look at that little old guy over there. Like, I'm like four feet tall and I have a beard <laughs> that's gray. I mean, people look at me and they go, hey, but it got to be something. But what is that? Is he a hobbit? But you're being. Oh, no, that's that Joey Cape guy. But you're being stimulated by all these people. And you're good with those folks. You really are. Sure. You're, 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 you're very generous with your be? time. You know, you, you give them that love back, you know, which is yeah. really nice. Uh, but I can only imagine at the Doesn't end of that day. Like no, of course. It's got to be. There's probably days where it's draining and it's exhausting. Well, especially like, days where it's the other night great. when I came to your show uh, and it was awesome. Dead to Me played. That was such mm-hmm. a great show. That was a show like Sergi's band was over. That Racket whole thing. Club. That yeah, was, yeah that was one of those nights where it was like, I was sick. Mm-hmm. I got the stomach flu like the day before. And, uh, you know, I, I hardly ever get sick. And I was, I just, I'm honestly, I'm like the biggest baby. I'm like, mama, it's chicken noodle soup. Like, you know, I'm really a pussy when I, when I, I'm such a wimp when I get sick. And had it been, not been such a great show, I wouldn't have gone. So I was already like pretty. Um, you were on the fence. I, 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 was, I, 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 I was knew messed that up before. That. Yeah, yeah. And it was fully sold out. It packed, was packed, yeah. And uh, it was, pr- it was like, I, yeah, I left. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're getting to? I left, no. <laughs> I left during your set. Yeah, yeah. I did. I watched you like left. I watched five songs mm-hmm. and I was like, Chris sounds great. The band sounds awesome. I'm good. Thank you very much. Yeah, I it was really it. good. I appreciate that. But I, I'm like but, that. I'm like you know, that when I feel good a lot of nights. Yeah. I'm the guy in the back watching like my favorite band in the whole world. I got five songs in. There are some exceptions, like Bad Religion. I will mm-hmm. watch the whole set every yeah. time just because I, I can't get enough certain bands. But mm-hmm. Almost every band, even if I love them, I watch them, I get like four or five songs in and I'm like looking at everybody else. Are you good? I'm good. Because like there's that, <laughs> there's that quiet hotel bar over yeah. there where, where they just play yeah. that music. Yeah. Real quiet. You can talk over it and I don't have to yell. I know. It's so funny. And they got so... good cocktails and they yeah. only cost 15 bucks. <laughs> it's funny when you, when, you, when you find yourself so ingrained over the years in music, yeah. how, how you can almost... Not turn it off entirely, but you can make that conscious decision to be like, I want to go somewhere without music right now. I want to go, like you said, like I want to go to a bar and actually oh, yeah. talk to someone rather than yeah. go to a bar and have really loud music that someone else chose yeah. playing on the fucking speakers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's an event. So we to went to that, that bar, Wish. We went to right. a bar called Wish. It was called Wish. That was the first sign. We shouldn't have gone. But we went <laughs> to Wish Mission and um, right before your show the other night. And when we walked in, they were playing like this soul music, mm. me and my buddy Chris. And it was so cool. It was like kind of like they were, you know, it was. They were playing car wash, you know, when we came, oh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, like funk yeah. slash soul stuff. And it was a mix of those sort of like old artists. And I was like, and we were like, perfect. Yeah. And we got a drink, and it puts you in a good mood. And there were about six people in the bar, perfect. and then the fucking DJ did that fucking thing like I've been working on this all week, man. I'm gonna tear this up. These people aren't paying attention. That means turn it up. Ugh. In no time at all, it was that trance music. Yeah. You know, whatever. Did you just crank it up? So loud. Yeah. And Aaron, our yeah. friend Aaron, Aaron Burkett, she showed up. Living right legend. She, right when she <laughs> walks in the door, E-Dagger just went, no. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. And I was like, we're just going to be here five more minutes. And she was like, this is the worst. Yeah, like, I'll yell- wait for you outside. We're yelling. Ugh. No one's in there. What are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. And I kept in between when there was any kind of break in the action, I would like go, 
wish this was look like not so loud. Yeah. You know, I was like, but that kind of shit sucks and I'm too old for well, that. He's probably trying to draw people in from outside. They'll walk by and be like, oh, it must be bumping in there. Yeah. And that's such a trippy thing to think people are like, oh, it's boss. super loud in there. Let's fucking go. Yeah, that's, let's go oh, in of there. course. Anybody young, yeah. that's what they want. They're looking exactly. for a rave. I mean, I'm just Whoa, not, I'm listen not... to this phone. Yeah, hold on. Listen to that you got going. Hey, Spike. What's up? Now, at this point in our chat, Joey takes a phone call from Mr. Spike Slauson from Me First and the Gimme Gimme's. Here we go. Hey, don't even worry about it. I didn't expect you till four. Yeah, yeah, take your time. Yeah, yeah. All good, man. I'll be here. That's the whole thing with like when you buy like an all tube amp yeah. mail. I dig Sweetwater, you know what I mean? And they love Audra for some reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, you know. Yeah, yeah like totally. They take care of her super well, so, like, that's how we did it. And I think a, a tube is naturally going to get fucking knocked loose. Yeah. Or something. Well, sometimes. Kind of scenario. Sometimes when they ship tube amps, they take the tubes out and they, you know, there's like an instruction to reinstall them when they travel. And I noticed that a lot of times they don't do that, and I always feel like, that's sketchy. Um, well, and this this is usually the outcome, and I think they got sick and tired of fucking, like, you know, people having to send them back and forth and waiting forever on something that's just, like, literally just taking a tube out putting it back in, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, shit, man. I hope that works out. I'll see you when you get here. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it'll work out one way or another. It's either, you know, I just got to figure out what it is before I... That sucks, man. I'm sorry. I'm so stoked to get that amp. You know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. And then you, like, put plug in and it's all, uh, and you're like, oh, God. It's such a bummer. Fucking first world problem, fucking yeah. asshole guy, fucking. All right, buddy. They got problems, man. Yeah. I'm the one with problems. Yeah, exactly. All right, bud. I'll see you soon. All right, I'll see you in a bit. Okay, bud. Later. <laughs> What's up, Spike? Yeah, I didn't want to like. I I had to bring him in, you know. I figure, I figure, like you know that 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 was a golden <laughs> moment right there. Aaron, Aaron Burkett called me while we were talking too, oh, yeah? and I should have let her in on the the action. I like not telling him. <laughs> well, hey man, we've been going for an hour, which is amazing. Um, and I know that you got some. St- I mean, now everyone knows Spike's coming what over was, here. What was the thing we were talking about? Chris and I ate lunch. Just one more thing. Like we were talking about. You, you were saying, you know, like, I'm 30 now, and you're like, and I know that's young. And you only preface that mm. way because you know that I'm 50-something. <laughs> and uh, what was it that we were talking about? And uh, I said, oh, man, well, you know, that's podcast material right there. There were a couple things. Is, we, we hung out for hours before this. and then, I think that's a, uh, that was interesting. But I think we were, well, I think that was when we were talking about what me and the guys did last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Because you had like a really heavy touring year. We, did, we went, we fucking went for it. Well, yeah. I guess we already kind of visited mm-hmm. that. Doesn't matter. I mean, you know, you're just you're going to go all the way back to Canada, and we're going to be like, we could have talked about this, and it would have been boring too. <laughs> well, so many fucking podcasts are like part two, man, part two. Oh, and yeah, I've never said that yeah. yet on this podcast. Well, you don't need that. a part two of this. <laughs> yeah, this is Any more I mean, dental tips for the people? You could talk a little bit about my Chuck Norris calendar that I just got over there. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I gotta say, I, I I know that it's a new year, so you got a new calendar, but I don't know if anyone fucks with Chuck Norris anymore, dude. We've talked about your age, we've talked about how long you've been doing this kind of thing, and that's never, you know, uh, from anyone speaking to you about it, them trying to say, like, 
like this is it for you, dude. Like you should, you know, stop. Right. No one's ever saying that because no. Look how look at all you've done. Look at how far you've come with with the way you wanted to live your life. You know what I mean? Like this was a choice you made forever ago that you're still doing, and you found these sure. different ways. You found these different ways to like other than lag wagon. You know, you've you've which is where it began, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you found all these ways to to make art your life. Now making other records for other artists. Well, that's that's, that's that, huge. You're like passing on your wisdom. You've done it with me, you know, which is incredible. Oh, it's very nice. I've learned a lot from you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you something. Uh, that's really easy to do if you do things for the right reason. Mm. And I say that and it sounds sort of bold and maybe a little bit pretentious. No, but, but I think you live a, a, like a, I, I will a say modest this. life. I'll say that this. That makes sense. I believe wholeheartedly, and I will tell people this, you know, over and over again. Everyone's probably going to ask this question. Uh, you have any advice for younger bands? Mm-hmm. And I really hate that question because it's 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 kind of loaded with, you know, an e- egotistical response. Mm-hmm. It's it's a almost like rhetoric, but I feel like the only answer to that question is don't do it for money. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for fame. Lots of people do. Mm-hmm. Do it because you have to. Because yeah. you love it. I don't yeah. think anybody who ever really had any sort of longevity in any sort of career was doing it for any other reason than necessity. For me, it's just like, I just, it's the only thing that ever really clicked with me that I just had to do. I have to write songs. I love writing songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm not tired of it because it's an extension of who I am. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that's why I can, you know, transform a little bit here and there and do different things. Because really, I'm not, transforming at all i'm just continuing just to do you. what i like to yeah. do well you're and growing as a person so as a person grows every single day grows, right? you wake up and you're a different person mm-hmm. every single day you're older every single day you're in a different mood some days you mm-hmm. feel shitty some days you feel great if you were to write a song every day like prince did mm-hmm. those songs would all be very different mm-hmm. because every day is different and then you know seven days go by and they start over again or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean... The cycle it, continues. So, yeah, but so I think that, the, you know, it, that's that's not something to wave like a badge, you know. It's not like, oh, mm-hmm. look at what I did. It's just like, I just did what I all I could do. Well, that's a, that's honestly true because you've never been that guy to be like, dude, check check me out. Like, you're not Except that kind of guy. with my new record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whichever the newest one is, you're like, it's the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it always is, but this time... <laughs> It's real. Yes. Well, hey, buddy, thank you so much for yeah, yeah. Pleasure. having me over and sitting down and hanging out. Yeah, I always love seeing you, man. It's great. Heck yeah. All your days you pursued something ingrained Loved within the lines, confided in the name Family and friends were loyal at your side
far from customary grace You pin your robe in your old tragedy Sorry, everybody. They're going to love it. We do our best.